our habits are changing much quicker. It's almost like weekly or maybe even daily changes. We're trying to adapt to the new normal, normalize it, make it better. We're looking for what shall I buy next or what shall I do next? That's popular, that will make me feel good. So consumers are constantly searching. The coronavirus pandemic has resulted in dramatic changes for consumption and consumer behavior. Our homebound reality has caused people to do and to buy things in new and surprising ways. What patterns of behavior are beginning to emerge? Will these new patterns endure? And how are companies best positioned to respond and thrive? Joining us today is Laleen Anik, a marketing professor at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business, who researches consumer decision-making, consumer marketing, and behavioral economics. I'm Sean Carr, and welcome to Darden Ideas to Action. Hi, Laleen. Thank you for making time to talk to us today. Thank you for being socially distant. I'm in my home and you're in yours, right? Right. I'm in Charlottesville. And uh, thank you, Sean, for having me today. It is a highlight of my day, given that I spend a lot of time reading and writing these days. This pandemic and its effects are clearly far-reaching, but especially so in consumer behavior, which is your area of expertise. What are some things you're seeing right now? I think if we look at consumer buying behavior from big retailers like Walmart, what we're seeing is that early on, it was an attack for necessities, right? Food, canned food, things that can survive for a long time, toilet paper, etc. Then the second, third week, we see um, data peaking in terms of baking goods. Like we're buying a lot of yeast because now we're baking bread. You can see from this data where the mindset of the consumer is. And as time passes, now we have other needs. The past couple of weeks, it has been more sort of shaving or haircutting devices because our hair is getting longer and we cannot leave our houses. Following this data and following these trends, we can see uh, what is important to people. Where are they now? It's less about panic around necessities and it's more about utilitarian slash hedonic, hedonic meaning like things that bring us joy, things that are a bit more luxury, our focus is shifting towards that. And how do we satisfy that? How do we satisfy our search for joy, our search for meaning? Right? It's less about existential crisis in terms of our needs and more about existential crisis in terms of our search for meaning that's happening. And those are driving how we consume, what we buy, what we pay attention to. Are we seeing evidence of changed behaviors being more enduring, even in the near term? As a behavioral scientist, I care a lot about social connections and how we spend our time, our connections with uh, others around us, as well as with ourselves. And one of the big shifts that's happening that I think that might endure are connections with uh, others around us as well as with ourselves. And one of the big shifts that's happening that I think that might endure is how we are turning inward. We're looking at whom are we gonna hang out with? Who is my priority? Who do I wanna spend more time with? Whose ideas, whose preferences do I trust? And I think this is important from a consumer behavior angle because although this is a lot about social connection, there's a lot of consumption that happens in relation to other people. A lot of decisions we make in terms of our uh, consuming patterns are affected, are impacted by other people's choices. It might be influencers, it might be people who are close to us, it might be our acquaintances, distant networks. And I think COVID and this period is changing our way of thinking about these networks. 
there's a sort of a seeking of trust and meaning, and that's what we're finding in people who are close to us. And I think we will depend on their ideas, their consumption patterns, their decisions more. I've noticed influencers and some brands having a difficult time navigating how to communicate with consumers right now. Uh, what's the right message? What's the right tone? Is this the time to be telling people to buy stuff? There's some data showing that consumers expect brands to talk about or acknowledge that this is a tough situation. Yet they don't want brands to just talk about it superficially. They want brands to provide solutions. They want brands to be a part of their lives. There's some data showing that even when we feel alone, right, we might turn to brands over people. They're turning to brands and saying, can you be a, uh, my companion? Can you provide some soothing? Can you provide some happiness? Can you give me some hope? Uh, we live in such uncertainty during this time that we want to know that there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And consumers are looking at brands to provide that hope. For example, I tried to watch the Met Opera because every night they have an opera freely streaming on their websites. And that is some hope. That is both a distraction from my daily routines, but also it gives me hope that we will go back to normal or that there's going to be arts to save us. One could hypothesize that being able as a brand, a product and a service, whatever it may be, or some form of entertainment, to actually still integrate with people's lives right now in this very unusual period may have a, have a long tail in terms of how people feel about those brands on into the future. Absolutely. It's almost like personification, right? We're going to think back at this time period and we might not remember all the gory details or how bored we were or how scared we were, but we're going to remember who was there for us. And if in that picture there are brands who can stand with us and carry us through, then we're going to remember them more. People don't remember what you told them or what you did with them, but they will remember how you made them feel. Consumers are looking for those brands right now who can make them feel hopeful, who can make them feel good, good about the world, good about themselves, good about their families and homes, right? good about their routines. We're looking for those brands and those brands who can fit right in and carry us through almost those brands who can hold our hands, so to say, and they are in it with us. Can you think of any brands that are doing that well, at least in what you've seen or experienced? The Amazons and Netflix of today they are here for us. We're turning to them. If we're bored, boop, with the one click of a button, we can stream a show, something that will distract us, that will make us feel good. Uh, I think those streaming services will benefit immensely from this time. The delivery services, the gyms, right? Any service, any physical experience that's providing a free service right now, I think we will benefit from it. The more we can turn to them, the more time we can spend with them, the more we will remember them as part of our journey in the future. We're also going to remember the brands that went out of their way and they gave up what they were doing or they spent part of their profits, part of their resources on things that they might not have done otherwise. If you were to advise a company or a brand manager, what would that advice look like? I think the brands and companies that are going to see the future are the ones that will think outside of themselves. They're the ones that are looking around and saying, okay, this time period, things might be flat or we might, we might be at a loss, but we're gonna go out of our way to spend our resources on others. 
And it's not only consumers, but we're going to first spend it on our employees. And within the firm, we're going to take care of them. And then we're going to go out and uh, take actions that show that we care about others. And, you know, to be more specific, I think it is important for firms, managers, right, leaders at this time to be transparent, to be honest, to be open. You need to stand up and say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what we're dealing with. And here are our challenges. And maybe you talk about the financials. You talk about here's our loss, but that's okay. Here's our uh, plan to action. Here, here are all the things we're going to do. I think those brands, those leaders are the ones that are going to see tomorrow. I'll give you an example from Turkey. That's where my parents are. We're part of a sports club, a big club. And the president of the club also has companies that have consumables, food and drinks and et cetera, et cetera. And what happened over the past couple of weeks is that there was a ban in Turkey for people to over the age of 65 to leave their houses. And the president sent about 200,000 packages to people around Turkey who are over the age of 65, full of food and drinks and basic needs. That type of thought is very touching during this time period. That shows that the leader, the president, sat down and thought, what are my resources? What do people around me need? And how can I use those resources to help them? And I think that will go a long way. It sounds like if a brand can build trust during this time, that they would be very well served for the long term. Trust is the key. You said it beautifully. Right now, the brands that can build trust, not only between themselves and consumers, but they can build trust between consumers themselves, right, in their networks, are the ones that are going to be there for us or they're going to walk with us into the future. Trust is the key during this time. Does the current circumstance establish a new set point for human behavior? We're all acting differently now. Do we then fundamentally change the way we interact because of what we've experienced and are experiencing? It is going to be very hard to go back to our pre-COVID normal because we realized that our status quo pre-COVID was not ready for a hit like this. So I think what's going to happen is that we're looking back and thinking, what we had, what we thought was sort of working, was actually not strong enough, right? It's almost like there's a crack, there's an opening, maybe even a wound or a series of wounds that are happening in our minds, in our, in our daily lives. And I see those wounds as positives. Rumi said that a wound is where the light enters us. So I think those are opportunities for us to change, for us to question our status quo. For example, we're gonna have different questions around work. So why we work? Where do we work? For what? To what end? Do we have to go to work, right? Who do we work with? Is it people who are near me or is it global teams? Can I work with people across the world? Who do we spend time with? Who do I trust? Finally, I think I, I can say there's, there's a shift in terms of individualization and I have to save uh, myself. I have to think about how I can avoid a crisis like this in the future, how I can meet my needs and stay healthy. At the same time, we realize we can't do it alone. So there's a shift from self to others thinking, how can I work with people around me, collaborate? How can I contribute to their well-being? So at the end, I benefit and we all benefit. There's multiple big shifts uh, that are happening. 
Liline, thank you so much for such a, a powerful and thought-provoking conversation. Truly, thank you so much. Sean, thank you very much for your time, and uh, see you soon. I'm Sean Carr, and that's it for today's episode of Ideas to Action. Aline Anik is a professor at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business, where she teaches in the marketing area. Join us next time for more research, analysis, and commentary from the University of Virginia Darden School of Business. You can subscribe to Ideas to Action on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download or stream. To read more expert insights on this topic and more, visit ideas.darden.virginia.edu.